Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab into your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics. Like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives. A couple that survived. He's kind of like an impetuous guy. In, in many ways, that's great. In some ways, it's tough when you're married. What leads them back to each other? Communication, conversation, and a realistic outlook on the world we live in. Your hosts, Anthony and Deirdre Scaramucci. This is Mooch and the Misses. Welcome back to Mooch and the Misses. This is Anthony Scaramucci with the... The Deirdre. The Deirdre misses. The misses and so, Deirdre. And we're back in studio after a round-the-world trip. A hiatus. A hiatus. Round-the-world trip for me. And yep. big news, big news today. Ambassador Nikki Haley in the Oval Office with President Trump today resigning. What's the real story there, Mrs. Mooch? What do you think is going on there? Well, we have a lot to cover, like you said, but I don't know. I think she's probably just tired of the Washington... Hokey pokey. You think? You don't think it's like, you know, no. Game of Thrones, 13 different layers? Well, that's layers. part of the Washington two-step. You so know, I you, think she's sick of all of the games so and the backstabbing and stuff. She seems like a fairly nice senator of South Carolina. I mean, maybe, but that would Lindsey be shocking. Graham, Lindsey Graham to become the attorney general. Well, you obviously have the inside scoop. No, I don't know. I don't scoop. know. I, 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 that's not even inside scoop. That's just random speculation in the news. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't assume she's going to go into another political position at this point. It seems like she is kind of saying uncle okay, to me. Okay, so you like her, though. She gives yeah. off a good vibe? Yeah. She, she seems like she has. She's got good energy. She seems like she's trying to do the right thing. She's pretty balanced and fair. I think she's probably been through the, through the, the ringer. So I think she's bowing out. She, she is supporting President Trump in 2020, she says, from the Oval Office. Yeah, she has to. She touted the administration's foreign policy accomplishments. She said it was an honor of a lifetime. But then she also threw a shot in there, I thought, where she's, quote, unquote, supporting term limits. And she felt it was time to step down. So you think that's just legitimate, nothing behind the onion here, nothing to see here? I can't say for sure, but uh, I'm assuming she just needs a break. But that's why I like her. She... Like the term limit thing, I think she has a good grip on reality. I think she is probably more balanced than most people in that administration. Maybe that's why she's having a problem. Okay, so our good friend Hope Hicks. I wanted what? to say something funny about okay. her speech, her resignation speech, or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Go ahead. She said something, it was like a Freudian slip. I don't know if you caught it, but what? she said she was speaking about Ivanka and Jared, and she goes, Jared is like a, a real genius who nobody believes 
Did you yeah, hear that? Yeah, but she meant she, to say, yeah, like, yeah. nobody would realize that he's really that smart, but she said that yeah. by accident. Yeah, she it basically was, funny. was like saying he it was, was just the her hidden, being nervous. But she said he was a hidden genius. Was that a shot at the. That nobody was that at the would sh- believe. Shot, shot at LaRange. Did La you just say shart on our. Well, no, I didn't say. <laughs> I didn't mean to say shart. <laughs> it's not something I haven't done before. <laughs> I mean, you know, we both know that. I mean, we're, we're airing all of our quote unquote dirty laundry, <laughs> so we might as well talk about that too. But, <laughs> but let me just ask you this: Did, did uh, was that a Freudian slip? No, was that I a think shadow she was just orange? being La Orange. Oh, I'm like, what length? You know, oh, that's your gram- sneeze. Grammar. That's your sneeze. Oh my God! You know, my, you, you know, you know my <laughs> my 19 year old son. I sneezed one time in the car. My 19 year old son said, "You know, Dad, the only thing I'm going to remember about you is your sneeze." Is that like that was like a horrifying it's thing? So to say. bad. That's so mean. I mean I That's no cutting. Le- I have no. I have no legacy with my nineteen-year-old, <laughs> other than the fact that I sneeze in a weird way. That you have a bizarre sneeze. Oh my it God. is jarring when you sneeze. Everybody's oh like, God. "Holy moly!" Let's go to Hope Hicks. What do you think? There, she's a, uh, she's a friend. She's becoming chief communication officer of Fox, which is uh, this new entity that's uh, being spun out that includes Fox Sports, Fox News, Fox Business. What's your reaction? I think that basically Fox News is part of the administration. It's like a joke at this point. How do people even watch this and think they're getting any level of objectivity? They're just watching it to bolster their okay, their so, thoughts and feelings. That's a joke, I so think. So Deirdre but doesn't think that Fox is I don't Fox know her. You know her person. Yeah. They listen, need a new listen, slogan. I'm going to think of it like. Listening public, unfair. Very unbalanced. Well, Fox I, News, you know what? that's what you think? You I know like what? Dining. Instead well, of me well, talking about it on the podcast, I, yeah. when we were driving down here on the West Side Highway, I saw there was a banner, and it said, one that's BS. So I called it, and it's a line where you can just leave a message about everything in life that you think is bull. So, so that this would is be one Fo- of those things I'd call. That would I'd be call. Fox News? Yeah. But you like Sean, though, right? You no, like Sean I Hannity, I'm, right? Not, I'm not saying... What about Charles Anything Payne? About the you people? like Charles Payne? I'm, we could go through the the list of employees. Maria, Maria Bartiromo. Oh my God! I'm not. I'm just saying. Maria's on Fox Business. She's not going to make up she nonsense. She does a ten o'clock show on Fox News. Okay. Well, she's like she's a Trump supporter. Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying. Okay. I love Maria Bartiromo. I'm not saying that there are very nice people that work there. I'm just saying it's not a very objective news um, outlet. Okay, but um, you know, but hope is. I don't Fair. know Hope. Yeah, you yeah, know Hope. Yeah, you've you've met met her. I can't remember if you no, met her or not. Never. Yeah. Okay. Hope Hope is a very nice person, uh, very uh, honest, very straight up. Uh, uh, you know, probably wouldn't want me saying this, so but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, wasn't in love with the original configuration of the administration. You know, didn't think that uh, there were people inside the White House that were serving the president honorably. She's probably mad at me for saying that, but. That's the truth. I mean, none of us felt that, and that's just what what happened. But my question to you is, what exactly does she know about the job that she's about to go into? Is she? Yeah, very talented. She's uh, um, she. You have to think about this. She was basically the president's PR representative and his communications coordinator throughout. Yeah, most she was of thrown the, into like the fire. She yeah, had most act. of the campaign, and she did everything: chief cook and bottle washer. Uh, she arranged for the media. She arranged for the interviews. She lined up the press, nurtured the press, and always looked flawless doing it. Miss Hope. Yeah, the God bless. Yeah. You said that Brooke Shields should play her in the movie, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, they have sort of that like dark hair, light eye, eyebrow thing going. 
eyebrow thing going. Oh, okay. No, dark eyebrow. Well, I mean, Hope Hicks doesn't have like bushes like Brooke Shields did, but. Wow, you're just letting it loose. This day. <laughs> I mean, my God. I mean, I'm just thinking like, I'm going to be like combing my eyebrows later. You combing back to co- meet your comb- hair? Combing them and thinning them. No, you you were telling us, you should tell everybody that you. you um. I feel like I've lost some eyebrows. Yeah, hair, exactly. Okay? I'm getting a little older. I feel like I. Thank God I haven't lost any hair on the top of my head, but I think I've, I've losing a little bit of eyebrow hair. Well, you can't have it all. It, it, it's it, better to have it, it on it, your head. Yeah, I amen. All right, well, listen, I wish Hope well. I think she's an awesome person, very good team player. Uh, let's switch, yes, let's switch I wish to, her well. Let's Definitely. switch to my favorite party, your least favorite party, and uh, let's run the audio of Saturday Night Live, the President Trump locker room <laughs> GOP swearing. Okay. Don, I'm here in the GOP locker room where the mood is not being Party on. Let's throw some ice at each other. Guys, that is funny. Quite Let's rout till we move. That's right, Don. There are a lot of oh, taking out Dandy Don Lemon to the test tonight. <laughs> and I see Mitch McConnell here. Mitch, how are you feeling? Uh, that was awesome. Woo! Do you feel like this is a win you can be proud of? Oh, hell yeah, Dana. <laughs> Republicans read the mood of the country, and we could tell the people he sounds like really John Goodman wanted there. Kavanaugh. Everyone's pumped from white men over 60 to white men over 70. <laughs> we did it. Big up to PJ and Squee. Big up to if, PJ if, and Squee. If, if Reese Witherspoon was a true patriot, she'd donate some of that chin to McConnell. Oh, right. Or Jay Leno. I mean, Jay, Jane Leno. Jay, I think you might be a Republican, okay? We just need one chip of that chin, <laughs> okay? I mean, this guy's got no chin. I mean, it's a little horrifying. That's right? bad. But he is an unsung hero for the Republicans, right? I mean, he hung in there. Uh, He got the, uh, that was the chair squeaking. Oh, my God. That was the chair squeaking. Okay. This person. I just boofed my microphone because I was laughing. Come on, I'm not not farting on the podcast yet. We're just getting to know these people, okay? Give me me another three or four podcasts and I'll let, let the wind loose. Let's go back. Oh let's go back God. to Mitch McConnell, though. So, so the guy's an unsung <laughs> hero, right? Or you don't like him? I mean, I don't. I didn't want Kavanaugh to be confirmed, so I don't think he's an un, unsung hero. Okay, why didn't you want K- Kavanaugh to be confirmed? Because you believe he lied test- about things under oath, whether they be big or small. He still lied. And second of all, he just is so looked so. It just was not a good look for him. He lost his cool. And it, it became a joke almost. And it is a joke. Look at you know, SNL. I don't I can't take him so seriously. You, you think I he's can't take permanently him tainted? I'm just saying I personally can't take him seriously. I think it was like a total disaster area and I think we should have scrapped it and started over. Right. Well that's what that's what the Democrats wanted. They wanted to scrap it and start over. I just don't understand the rush. The starting, well, why did oh. why did they have to rush it so bad? It's it's such an important thing that I don't I, the speed mode thing had me really thrown off. Well, you have to understand, they, they're they playing a game of brinksmanship. They know they had to get it done before the midterm elections. Uh, in the Republicans' mind, suppose they lost the House and the Senate. Well, it came at a very unfortunate the, uh, time for the country then, this right. nomination, because it's based on the election and votes, and that's not how it should be. So uh, when Anthony Scalia died, Justice Scalia died, uh, uh, 
President Obama appointed Justice Garland, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't give him a hearing. Right, it's a tit for tat now. Right, so so that that's what the Republicans were worried about. They lose the House, they lose the Senate. And now the president puts up somebody and they leave the seat vacant Mm -hmm. for two, possibly three years until they fight it out in the 2020 election. So, I mean, that's the nastiness of Washington now. So, it's at an all time high, baby. Yeah, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. So, so broken uh, the Richter Scalia, uh, unanimous approval, Justice Ginsburg, 96 to three, almost near unanimous approval. Uh, why are you laughing? Because I'm picturing her sitting in the front row of the um, swearing in. In the East Room, right? She's just holding on for dear life, right? She's like, there's no way I'm dying. The notorious RBG. The notorious RBG. She's like saying to herself, there's no way I'm dying, right? <laughs> right? I mean, that's it. She, She's she, like, she, I got to live to see this right. play She's out. She's taking like stem cell injections. Definitely. Thing, right? It's like no She's way. She's getting she her hair dyed. But even she said publicly that she thought that the the partisan bickering and the polemics going back and forth between both parties was too nasty, even for her. Well, I think a lot of people think that. What about the victory lap? Is the victory lap good for the country? No. Why not? No one should gloat at all. Just like when I I literally posted that the day after the election when he won. It was a saying that said, if you won, keep it moving. If you lost, keep your chin up or something like that. You know, there was no, there's no reason to ever do a dance right. um, when you're the winner. I'm all about that. No whining when you're losing. When they can my ass in uh, 11 days, no whining about it. Dust yourself off and move on. But no gloating when you're winning because it makes you look stupid. And what it also does is it sets you up for a fall. Okay, what you got to be very, very careful here is you don't want a spitzerization situation. Okay, uh, Elliot Spitzer, like him or dislike him didn't have a lot of friends when he was cresting towards the top. When he got shot uh, and brought down, there weren't a lot of people there saving him, right? That's that old cliche, be nice to the people on the way up, same people you meet on the way down. And so I think it's very, very dangerous. And I think it opens up the president, makes him vulnerable. Uh, If the economy weakens or something goes wrong that doesn't fit his narrative, people will point to this sort of aspect to his personality uh, and it makes the ice thinner than it needs to be. That's just my mm-hmm. honest opinion. So, so I, I uh, uh, obviously still a supporter, and I want to see him do well. Um, and I love a lot of aspects of what's going on in the economy and the deregulation and things like that. But this is now a struggle between personality and style and policy. And if we uh, if we keep keep it on this trajectory, the ice is going to continue to thin. Yeah. Well, we got a tweet from Heath Bilbrey. That says, the confirmation was a victory for Americans in the U.S. Constitution. The presumption of innocence until proven guilty is a load-bearing pillar of our republic. All Americans won today, even those who oppose Trump and Kavanaugh. Do you agree with that? Well, I think I agree with the notion that people are innocent until proven guilty. Right. I think I agree with that. And I think what I found— The problem with this is nobody was— nobody. We didn't. We made no headway with that whole investigation. The whole testimony. Nobody really. Yeah, there was knows. no. There was no corroboration of the statements that were made against him. Uh, so in a court, therefore, right, the presumption innocent. is that he's innocent. Right. I guess what you'd have to say, and I think some of these people said about his style, it lacked the judicial impartiality that people would like to see in a Supreme Court justice. But man, 
they were physically and mentally trying to annihilate the guy. So I'm not up for the politics of personal destruction. When it happened to me, it's obviously very painful. I experienced a paper cut compared to Justice Kavanaugh's sausage grinding. So, mm-hmm. so for me, um, I get what Heath is saying here in his tweet. Uh, we should maintain the presumption of innocence. Um, I do predict, though, that these things will get uglier and uglier now as the battle intensifies. If the president, you have to think about this for a second, uh, if the president gets another Supreme Court pick in his first term, this is legendary stuff. And he's got, and if he keeps the House and the Senate, then he's got a very, very big uh, chance of having three, possibly four uh, Supreme Court appointees. Holy hell will break loose as a result of that. Okay, so so Rod so Rosenstein, he mm-hmm. got he lucked out because of Kavanaugh. He like, what's it called? Not jumping the shark. Is it jumping the shark? Oh. Well, anyway, he he like totally lucked out because everyone was so distracted that even if right. he did say that stuff, right. he kept his job. Yeah, and he's like, I think that happened to John Kelly too with the Parkland shooting. I think he was on the way out for telling all those miscombobulated stories about the Rob Porter situation, mm-hmm. and then the. Obviously, the news cycle changed, and he stayed on. The the, uh, but let's go to that for a second. So so you you, uh, I thought he was fired when I talked to you from Saudi Arabia. I, it, it just felt like he was going. Oh, down. and he was sweating it. And, I um, felt like he knew think, he I was think, on the rocks. But you know, just again, full disclosure, I went to law school with him. He was in my section. I like him a great deal. I think he is a very decent sort of a Boy Scout sort of a guy. And I'm sure that when the president spent some real time with him, he realized that he's a legit guy. He's not looking to go after the president. So that's good news. Good news for Rod Rosenstein. Good news for the country, frankly. We could use a tiny bit less turnover in this administration. What do you think about all the turnover? Notwithstanding my assassination, I'm talking about just the in general 45, 50% turnover. It's just a reflection of what's going on in there and the freneticism of the whole administration. Do you think the president has been successful when you step back and objectively look at it? I think on some policy stuff, but I think that's like if you have like a very successful business or a semi-successful business, but everybody in the organization is like shooting at each other. That's not great. That's not good. But I don't know. I guess some people don't care about that. And I, I find, I guess people look forward to their cable news every night. There's so, a lot to talk about. So like, if the election was held today, would he get reelected? I have, I don't know. I feel like there are so many people who are adamantly against him, but I think they literally only live on the coasts. So I can't accurately assess the middle of the country, but I feel like he did such a great job, just like your, this is what your book is about. He really tapped into the heartland and the blue-collar worker, and he appealed to them so so much so that I think they'll definitely, they'll make it a point to go back so, out and vote for so, him. So before we move to another topic, let me just ask you, because you, you know, obviously, you know, you don't really like at a party affiliation, but you're more liberal. You lean more mm-hmm. democratic. Uh, the Democrats for 50, 60 years were the champion of the blue collar worker, were the champion of unions, were the champion of uh, quote unquote rising. Well, they, they still wa- are the champion of unions. Uh, okay. But what happened to the Democrats? How did they lose their mail? See, see me, I think they went for uh, let's get rid of plastic straws. The dolphins are drowning or they're getting choked on the straws. And let's focus on transgender bathrooms. And they missed the entire They went more with civil rights and 
things of that nature. And they, I think they missed political correctness. They went for PC. They went for the environment. They went for civil rights, women's rights. And I think they're very focused on people in general, but they're not focused in on like the livelihoods of people. They're just focused on the ex, like, you know, things that go on on people's lives, but not how they're making their dollars and cents. Okay, so you would you would agree with me then? And they're that definitely was a... not focused on the economy. Right. Definitely not focused on the economy. That's the one thing that I don't understand that I wish could change. I wish we could have all of these um, civil rights, you know, in place and all of these environmental things in place, but then also have business and the economy and we need some smart business sense and we need some smart people sense. Yeah. Like, what do you think about this booming economy? Well, well, the Wall Street Journal reported last Saturday that the bottom 10% of the country is doing quite well. Wages are up anywhere from 5 to 7.5%. That is meaningful wage growth. Some of the detractors are saying, well, it's not outpacing inflation, but the truth of the matter is it actually is Where did outpacing I read somebody inflation. said one, like the last time we had this sort of stuff going on, we, we wound up in a recession. Why would yeah. that be? I'm, I know nothing about econ- yeah, economics. Yeah, so, so, so typically when you get this cycle of good news and you get this cycle of excessive wage growth and a complete cut in the slack in the labor markets, you're getting to peak cycle. And then what ends up happening is, unfortunately, the economy, like everything in life, is set to a cycle as it starts to overexpand and inventories increase and spending increases. Yeah, you wind up with too much. Yeah, you get this residual reversal. That's an interesting thing about life. That happens in anything, in any anything you anything, name. Anything. And mm-hmm. so, look, the moon's on a 28-day cycle. Too much spray tan, you look like, you know. What happens when you have too much spray tan? I thought. What I did thought, you say? It looks okay, like Wallace so Simpson. in all I fairness, you never, you never get too much. You can't I got be too a spray tan, tan, too thin, or too rich. And Anthony said to me, <laughs> "He goes, you think that looks good? Because it doesn't." Oh my god! <laughs> like I didn't flat say out it told like me that. that. I didn't. And I was like, "Oh, thanks." I didn't say it like that. My God, you're like vicious. Do you're you think vicious. that looks good? Because it doesn't. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you something, okay? You always now half good. the people are going to hate me because I got yeah. a spray tan. Oh, that's okay. Nah, half, if, if you're at half, you're doing pretty well. Okay, I'm I'm probably cresting at seventy percent. All right, but, listen, but, I got to ask you a question. Yeah, this is I, mean, I don't mean to cut you the off. The wages but, are good, but you got to be worried. The economy could overheat. Fed's raising rates. Uh, it's a time to be defensive in the stock market. Frankly, that's my opinion. All right, that's that's good insight from your brainy brain. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One of the things I was thinking about today was the whole stop and frisk issue in Chicago. And on the other, on this, in the same token, Kanye West meeting with the president of the United States for the like third time, which I find to be so ridiculous because most people cannot even get one second with the guy. And then because he's married to a reality star, 
Donald Trump is good to meet with the guy. Well, well, Kanye's his own reality star, right? He's got 28 million Twitter followers, and he's a, I mean, he's off Twitter temporarily, but I mean, he's his own voice. He's got his own presence. I mean, but is know, that fair is it, to have that much of a, 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 an open door to the most powerful man in the world because, because of what? I mean, it's not like he's some scholar. Like we were watching last night, like Don Lemon was saying to Van Jones, if you go in the room, you, you come packing info and that's cool. You deserve to be in the I mean, room with Don, the guy. Don but, Lemon was like dropping firebombs on Kanye last night. I mean, he basically said Kanye wasn't smart. You know, I mean, I know the president said- Well, hit- he didn't say he wasn't smart. He said he wasn't well read on the topics that he's bringing up and you can't- do that. You can't throw things out when you have that large of an audience. You can't just throw something out there that you're not 100% sure about just because you read something somewhere once about it. Do you do you find it odd or sort of like fateful that Kanye and Taylor Swift are on the opposite sides again? That is very right? I never thought about that. Yeah. So so Taylor That's interesting. Taylor Swift supporting the Democratic uh, senatorial candidate uh, and Kanye's in there with his Make America Great Again hat on. That's just very interesting. Funny, you know? Yeah, T yeah, yeah. yeah, Swift. Right, yeah. Well, you know, she didn't... DJT she, but, likes her 25% less now as a result oh, of Oh, I know. I mean, that was like... Like she cares. Yeah. Um, but, but so he's meeting with Trump, and I'm so curious. I would love to be a fly on the wall because Trump wants to reinstate Stop and Frisk in Chicago, Kanye's hometown. And I'm 100% sure, even though I haven't asked him or he hasn't told me personally, that Kanye would not be down with that. Why not? Because he he would say it's racially charged, and I don't think he would like that. Okay. Most so, people think stop and frisk is racially charged. I think if you're going to do it, you have to make it like the airport screening. Like you have to just randomly pick people. You cannot profile. You have to try as hard as you can. That sounds so ideological, but... You have to, there has to be some sort of formula or science to it. Like I got pulled over once on Northern Boulevard in Queens. I was going to a baby shower. I mean, totally unsuspecting. I I happened to be pregnant at the time. So I'm even more like, you know, God only knows why they chose me. But they pulled me over and they searched my car. And you know what? It was an inconvenience. And I was like, what's going on? They basically told you that she was searching the car because they are literally writing down how many white people they're searching and how many black people. And, but that, okay, and, there and should so, be a formula okay. to it then. Okay, so, so, okay, but does stop and frisk work? Probably. No, the 100% it does. I mean, you can just look at the statistics. And so uh, the decision not to stop and frisk, people are dying. And so then the question is, 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 it, is it a racially charged thing or, or are you saving people's lives? And so Well, I know me, in the inner cities... Gun issues are different because they they get gain access to them differently than people who are mentally ill and are doing mass shootings and stuff like that. But why don't the Republicans then rewind the time and go back on the gun laws then? Because there's guns just everywhere. Well, so she, we're going to have stop and frisk. Chicago's but we're not got the have... toughest gun laws in the country. They have more proliferation. Yeah, of but you said guns. the other day, like Australia. They have such low incidents of crime with guns because they they like got rid of all the guns. Well, yeah, they they basically they reduced the the bump stock thing that the president's talking about. They mm-hmm. eliminated that. They made people uh, re-register, and they had to go through a much more rigorous background check. There is none of those loopholes in Australia anymore where you can be a lunatic, go to a gun show, and Gosh. buy a gun. 
Okay, you don't have to have this as as thorough of a background check. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Australia tightened up. Uh, people still who are smart, capable, and able that want to use their guns for hunting or recreational purposes are able to use them. Right, they but have less crazy people have access to guns. So they have I don't tailored it to don't understand why the NRA is that upset about something like that. Right, but you then they want the stop Aust- and frisk. You bring up the Australia stuff, they go crazy. You know, they're like, oh, my God, that's a go total abrogation of the Second Amendment. And yeah, because you're a the people that came up with up. the Second Amendment definitely thought they were going to be having Uzis and AK. I don't think they thought that. But a musket is a lot different. You know, than, you know what's, what's interesting about that Constitution and the formation of the Constitution? It was a different time. Yeah, but it was also they were trying to prevent tyranny. They looked into Europe and they looked into the aristocracies in Europe. And they said this is a very, very bad business model because... As you create autocracies and tyranny, you, you're rife with corruption. And so what they were trying to do is figure out a way to diffuse power. And they said, well, if you had the right to bear arms, if you needed to take arms up against your government, you, the individual would be protected. Who is the biggest minority in the world? The biggest minority? I have no to, idea. To me, it's the individual. The individual is the biggest minority in the world because what happens is if you look across the footprint of the world – totalitarianism saps the individual of its liberties. Just look at what goes on in China. You can't go to certain websites. You can't say certain things. Autocracy and forms of tyranny uh, take out the biggest minority in the earth, which is the individual. Mm-hmm. So the founding fathers were trying to create a diffuse system. Right, but tons you have to adapt to the times. That's all I'm saying. I listen, I, so I don't wouldn't disagree. you like I'm to a be Second a, Amendment a fly person. on the wall for the Kanye Trump stop and frisk? Yeah, I think I think I think whether it's uh, uh, Commissioner Bratton, uh, former Commissioner Bernie Kerrick, Rudy Giuliani, you pick the person. The reason why the crime rate is so low in our city, New York, is because of the activity, the very vigorous police activity. But they got rid of stop and frisk. They had to get rid of stop and frisk because of the Palacio, but stop and frisk really dropped the crime rate. Well, all I'm saying, if if 419 people are getting killed in in gun-related like gang violence in that city, something's got to change. They had 588 murders in 2016. That's record high, and it's mostly gang-related. That's a lot. All right. I, it's not mm-hmm. politically correct, but I do think we have to do something, stop and frisk and orientation to protect people. Yeah. I just believe that. So that's me and uh, getting a lot of trouble about that. Well, on a lighter note, do you think T. Swift, going back to her, do you think she's going to be like booted from the radio? Like, remember the Dixie Chicks? Yeah. When they spoke out against Bush? They're they're Texans. Yeah. So Texas was like appalled and they took them off of every country station. Could be a little different back then because 15, 16 years ago when that happened. It was maybe 2003, four, I think. Okay, yeah, so 14, 15 years ago mm-hmm. when that happened, we were at war. Right, so, that was about so the Iraq War. a little bit different now because, I mean, what happens when you have troops in harm's way. Right, you don't want to take away from the of war. job this they're doing. This isn't yeah. really related to war. This is really related to political choice in the Senate race in Tennessee. So I don't think she gets hammered as hard as the Dixie Ticks. Dixie Chicks did. <laughs> that could have gone Dixie, really bad. The Dixie Dicks? Is that what you were? <laughs> I don't know. No, all right, whatever. I mean, it could have gone real south. All right. Well, you know, I got marbles in my mouth some of the time. I know. So, uh, yep. That used to be our theme song, me and you. Well, yeah. We had bad blood. We had bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> when oh you used to God. call me, that's what would play my ringtone. That was your ringtone? We have bad luck? No, actually it was crickets. Mine mine was I'm working my way back to you, babe. Yours was like <laughs> we have no By the bad four seasons. Oh my God. That's my that's my jam, my theme song. So 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 I let, mean, what do you think even about these celebrities sticking their noses into politics? Celebrities have if you don't, it, what, my, you want to know my take from the beginning. If of you're time. gonna stick your nose in, you better stick in your wallet. Put yeah. your wallet into it. Yeah, Put well, your money some right of now. them, some of them are doing that. I mean, if you remember, uh, uh, Frank Sinatra was a big supporter of the Kennedys and the Kennedy family, John Kennedy. And then uh, he, and then, and then he those Kennedys, Kennedys Kennedy. turned around and they like, yeah, they Frank dished, who? Yeah, they dished them that's because so they said the mob type. But that's what politicians do. Politicians are usually asymmetrical. They don't. They don't really stick with you in good times and bad. They're uh, they cut and run. No, they definitely cannot. They cannot sing the uh, Golden Girls theme song. Which is? You don't know it. No, tell me. Thank you for being a friend down the road and back again. Whatever. Okay. Your oh. heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. You is don't this, know that song. I mean, you're not old enough to remember the Golden Girls. You watch yes, this on I was. TV Land. No, I watch. My parents used to go out Saturday nights. And I don't know, I must have been like an old soul or something. I used to get down to the Golden Girls. I used to watch it. Used to watch that and something, Empty Nest or something like that. Empty Nest? Yeah. Okay. Big Saturday night for me. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to tell us while we're on this topic or no? No, I'm just oh, saying I definitely was watching that show. I'm old enough. What do you, what do you, what do you think of- uh, Booker and Biden. Yeah. Or Biden what, and Booker, I should you, say. What do you think? Well, we, so you and I did discuss this. I, I think B squared- would not be, they're not animalistic enough to right. to match up to the Donald. Remember, he challenged me to a fight. Oh I'd my like god! To take him behind the barn. I'd love that. That would. Be, <laughs> that wouldn't last long. That would not last long. Then he made a big. He showed a his bicep. Then he yeah. okay, That you, wouldn't last long. You know what's so funny? Yeah. He talks his big game, and it's really Go not like funny. This. But remember the time he thought someone was attacking him on the stage, and the Secret Service like huddled around him but he looked so scared yeah. and it really was he so telling scared. he looked so scared and he started sweating yeah he looked scared mm -hmm. I mean I think he'd be scared in situations like that. you don't know if a shot's coming in or not but I mean you know you no take, I'm saying he talks a big game you get to that podium you gotta be he talks a big game though he talks a big game Joe Biden talks a big game they all talk a big game but I think that as much as I like Joe Biden, he's been through our conference. You and I met him in uh, Davos. Mm -hmm. We worked together on the Human Rights Initiative. As related he's too much to of a gentleman to take equality. on. Yeah, he Trump. doesn't. He doesn't have the animal style. Piss and vinegar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The In and Out Burger animal style. Uh, <laughs> Gangnam a, a, style. A pro, yeah. Well, he may have some Gangnam style. Going. <laughs> Who the hell knows about that? But. There's, it's very different. This guy. This guy likes to get in the mud. You know, when you fight with a pig. The pig gets muddy and loves it. You, you get just muddy, get dirty. You get muddy and bloody and you hate it. Right. And so he's going to drag him around in the mud. And, you know, the, the fact that Joe said he was going to pop him, you know, Trump will be all over that like a Queens maniac, you know. Yeah. And Booker, so, he's, he's kind of played himself out over the last few months. Oh, my God. Okay, so tell me why. People just, they loved him and now he's just he's just saying too much. You know, mm -hmm, the whole Spartacus thing? Just everything. He, he's trying to be like a champion of the people, but it's coming across to me disingenuous. Yeah. So yeah. he's like, he's kind of um, taking advantage of the political situation for his own. So he's grandstanding. A little bit. All right, so you don't like that? Who likes that? that isn't, well, I mean, I know I mean, no politician, probably 1% is a genuine 
you know, genuinely good person, but that's a mean thing to say. I shouldn't say that, but I just think he's... You got it at 1%. I got it at zero. So, I mean, you're like you're like an infinitely uh, higher percentage than me, right? I just think he's out there, and I think he's trying to capitalize on what the, the negative environment. And so, I don't... so Biden and Booker, they're Eastern establishment people. They both are from Eastern coastal states. Yeah. Where New is... Jersey and Delaware. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and Joe's uh, Vice President Biden's originally from Scranton, PA, yeah, uh, my right? dad's yeah. hometown. So go ahead. Mm. They get annihilated by the uh, Queen, Queen's brawler? Probably, but so, I don't know. So, like, so we were talking beat, about this too. So, who's who the next? Who, who could, could beat Donald Trump? Well, originally, I thought Avenatti could give him a run for his money, but then we saw with this whole Julie Swetnick thing, he's kind of an amateur. He got kind of schooled. Yeah, well, he overplayed that hand probably a little bit, right? right? I mean, I like Michael a lot. I think Michael's like he's kind of getting a, over his skis too a little bit with things. But, but here's what happens: you know, you're you're going at it very hard. So I, I actually it's it's easy to slip up when you're twenty four seven. It's like easy that. to slip up. Look, yeah. I I slipped up. You're going at it very hard. You got a lot of incoming details. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of incoming, a lot of haters. A lot of people sending out misinformation about you. Mm. A lot of fake news being generated. A lot of opposition research. Um, I don't know if you saw that thing on the internet where uh, where uh, Nancy which Pelosi, thing on the internet? Because well, there's like okay, a so Nancy Pelosi was describing how they sludge people, uh, and what was she basically saying? She says, "Okay, we come out, we give this fake information, then we hope that the press confirms this fake information." Then we get out and reaffirm the fake information. And so this is what they do to each other in Washington. This is why people in middle America or most Americans absolutely hate everything that goes on in their government. It's just a very dishonest, <sighs> ruthless group of people that are, uh, you know. Uh, it makes me sigh. Running, running a $21, $22 trillion deficit, uh, killed a million people in the Middle East over the last 15 years, injured 60,000 servicemen and women, uh, 6,000 servicemen and women died in the Middle East. I mean, uh, the school system's uneven, the infrastructure's uneven, the... It's uh, called, you know, you know what that's called? What are you guys called? doing? You know what you guys, it's called? You guys are not handling the country right. It's called I mean, a hot mess. Yeah. Well, speaking of so, Michael, okay. Michael's, yeah. hurricane, we have another hurricane coming. Hurricane Michael is making its way to Florida. Um the Gulf, the East Coast, the Panhandle. So I strongly believe like Mother Nature is giving us an ass whooping because people are just like chucking their Fiji bottles into the pond and we're choking dolphins with straws and we're killing zebras and we're... So I think we're getting some revenge well, okay, from Mother so let, Nature. Okay, so let's go. The, the international community of scientists basically now saying that we have 12 years to correct the environment. It's very scary. Without a massive reduction. We're going to be in, walking around in Bane masks from yeah. Batman. Yeah, that would suck. And we got young kids. So so, so I, I, I'm super worried about it because there's definitely a sea change. Uh, you're in muggy October yeah. what where the, the weather doesn't know what the hell is going on. It's supposed to feel cooler but you're getting hit with this like muggy, humid mist in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, it's supposed to be crisp and cool. We yeah. have it, the hurricanes are raring to go, and but we're I, you know, I just got back. I just got back from Seoul, Korea. The coal-fired factories oh, well, in China 
are wafting over tons and tons of particulate uh, to the point where almost every kid, that 80, is so irresponsible. 85% of the kids now have asthma. That's so, so irresponsible. So to me, it's not even whether or not it's global warming or not. It's the pollution that is creating so many health issues. Uh, the uh, woman that works for Skybridge, an uh, unbelievable uh, salesperson in Korea, mother died last year of lung cancer. Yeah, never, probably never even touched never, a cigarette. Never smoked a cigarette, but the environment is such where uh, it brought it brought to bear lung cancer, unfortunately. So, so if we don't fix it, it's going to get worse and worse, and it's going to be harder and harder to fix. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. It's just, it's like, you know, a snowball picking up steam as it goes down the hill. It's never going to get better. It's only going to get worse. And the thing is, if we if we did something about it now, see, Michael Avenatti knows you're oh, talking no. about him. He's calling. Oh God, he's calling you. Why does it say Michael Avenatti and two others? Are you having well, like a group I, call? No, I have no idea. But that that that, that maybe has Stormy on the line. No, no, hold on. Let me just tell him I'm going to call him back here. Okay, oh, Michael. Yeah, that's Deirdre appropriate. Saying mean things about you on the podcast, but don't worry. <laughs> Let's pick we up still phone like calls. You. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna call you right back. Okay, I'm in studio. Deirdre's bringing up your uh, your thing with your client here, Guys, but we still like this you, Michael. Is abnormal. Calling you right back. I'll okay, call you right back. Call all right, back. they can't hear him, so it's okay. not interesting. Remember right. her answer? <laughs> Did you leak the document? Uh, uh, what? Uh, no, uh, no, I, I didn't leak. Uh, well, wait one minute. Uh, Did oh we? Oh, the oh. good news about Trump no, is if he doesn't no, win. Didn't. 2020, he could just like do stand-up comedy at bar mitzvahs and stuff. Oh my God! Um, but I mean, so he took an interesting t- change of uh, of strategy here, though. In the beginning, he was low key. In the beginning, he said she was credible. In the beginning, he wasn't tweeting. Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, Donald Trump. I mean, he then who is she? This woman, um, uh, Dr. Blase Oh, I can't Ford. go back to that. I'm so cavanaugh okay. out. Okay. Let's talk right, about something saying, fun. Why like, would he do that? My Yankees in the playoffs. Your Yankees bought it last night. I mean, well, 16-1. I don't know what happened there. They had their backup catcher pitch in the uh, ninth inning. Tonight's okay. the comeback, baby. Right, well, let's see. Let's see what happens. I don't, don't know Don't call about it a that. comeback like LL Cool J said. I, I, I don't know. Why? Have faith. Okay, well, think I, about I, this. I, we, I like so we, I, I uh, we, I have a very great memory of... With my dad and my mom, Anthony took my parents and I to Fenway Park. My dad was a humongous Yankee fan. You can't even put it into words. And Anthony took him to Fenway, Red Sox versus Yanks. You wanted to hate the city of Boston. Right, but I, but I, you do, couldn't. I have grown to enjoy it. But what was the score? The score, uh, it was uh, I don't tw- even no, it was twelve four Red Sox. Right, and it was and a beautiful April sunny day, yeah. and my mom a- is like getting antsy. Anthony's been there a million times, so he's like ready to get out of there. And my dad looks at us and he goes, "I'm not leaving. The Yankees are going to come back." Right? It was like a blowout. They won seventeen twelve. Yeah. The Yankees. The Yankees and came back. It was amazing. The old man had his like Yankee was, pinstripe talk jersey on. Talk about gloating. That was the only time someone's allowed he to gloat. He was like bare knuckling the seat. He was like, "There was no way you could have like power washed them." He wasn't coming out of that seat. But that that's see. So what I'm saying is never underestimate the Yankees. Tonight they could come back with a humongous win. All right. Well, I hope so, I hope they do because you're a big time Yankee fan, and I. Uh, 
I, I root for them as a result of my love for you. Right. So game okay, four tonight actually in the boogie down a Bronx. a fan that has Yankee envy. Let's just get that out there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Huge Yankee envy. My God. Well, all right. So and then we got some other sports news. Drew Brees, he just set a record, right? Amazing. So he, he, he broke Peyton Manning's record. 71,940 career passing yards. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, Plus he has an Peyton. amazing name, Drew Brees. Yeah. That's so baller. Yeah, that's a baller name. Right? What about Peyton Manning? That's not a bad name. That's a name. baller name, too. That's a, that's a, Eli is nah, not that's a, But Peyton, right? Something about that, right? Peyton Manning. Even like though the, the name Manning, Peyton like always reminds me of the um, crazy lady in the hand that rocks the cradle. His name was Peyton. You don't remember the babysitter that was like breastfeeding the kid hoping, that wasn't I'm, hers? I'm hoping <laughs> your fan base is growing from like the Golden Girls. <laughs> I'm bringing the, the Peyton, pop culture. The hand that rocks the cradle. Oh. I mean, I'm just hoping to God that you people can... are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, anyway. Okay, I must be 400 million years old, okay? No, I that's remember, an old movie. I remember Mel Brooks in the Blazing Saddles fart scene, okay? Where they're eating baked that's beans a good at movie. the fireside. So, but but no, but, but this guy drew a breeze, and this is a statement to all the young people. Consistency, discipline, practice. Uh, he's an exceptional quarterback for those reasons. He's a very, very talented guy, but all of his compadres in football say nobody's more disciplined, nobody hits the practice circuit harder than Drew Brees. And so, you know who could also learn go. from this? Go ahead. The government, because it's pretty big of Peyton Manning to congratulate him on Drew, that. for a thousand days, I've held the record for all-time passing yards in the NFL. I gotta tell you, it's been the greatest a thousand days of my life, and thanks to you, that's over now, and you've ruined <laughs> that for me. So, thank you very much. I have nothing left to look forward to except slicing my tomatoes, making dinner for my family, putting together this wedge salad. Also, <laughs> let this serve as the congratulations for the touchdown record, because as you can see, I'm very busy. I don't have time to keep doing these videos for you, congratulating you. That's the way it should all, everything should oh, be like a, that. He's that's a, a cool act. guy, I, that's gentlemanly, that's a, that is a class act. Well, well, I'll tell you what people love is the spirit and the art of self-deprecation, and this guy. And, and, and humor. And humor, yeah. this guy's a total winner. I've seen him speak in public. Uh, he has a self-deprecating style. We should style. try to get him for salt. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I mean, he's on my list. He would mm-hmm. be. He would be great for salt. And then he could step away from his tomatoes and come to Vegas. We we can get him. We can get him to come to Vegas. But let me tell you this, okay? Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, these are the winners in the society. Yep. Okay? Politics, Everyone needs to take politics note. two thumbs down. All right. Well, we're back next Tuesday. Radio.com, Mooch and the Misses. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram. Hit us up with questions, videos, anything you want to ask us. We're just, ready to just answer. Just search Deirdre Scaramucci on Twitter. You'll find her. I'm at Scaramucci. And uh, Bohemian Rhapsody's coming November 2nd, by the way. we got to talk about that on our next podcast. Okay. Scaramucci, can you do the Fandango? Oh, we both can. All right. See you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.